Hello, welcome to Football Down, your podcast 97. We're here to talk about Dutch football in the English language. I'm Michael Statham. I'm joined by Mike Bell, who's a Football Down, your founder. It has been a dramatic final day of the Eredivisie. We had the deciders for the relegation battle today. We know who's going to be in both the European and the relegation playoffs. Of course, the title did go to Ajax before the final day, but we'll be discussing that much else besides with the Eredivisie final day. And little later on, we'll be discussing Louis van Gaal's latest Netherlands squad, the call-ups. Some players in there were surprises. I don't think Mike's too happy about a couple of those. But also, what can we expect from the, the four games coming up for the Netherlands? Uh, I, I think it's a great little international period to have right at the end of the season. We get to check out a few things, even though there's not a Euros or a World Cup to come, um, this summer at least. Of course, we are only how many months now? six months away from the beginning of, of the World Cup. So, yeah, plenty to discuss in Netherlands too. If you are listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, you can give us a like there, give us a follow over there. But if you're watching on YouTube, great. You can check us out on all three of those platforms. There's a website to footballdownie.com for everything Dutch football. So, Mike, final day. We had the decider for the relegation battle today. Fortuna Sittard scraping a 1-0 win at NEC Nijmegen to stay up. And um, Sparta winning at Heracles. It was a surprise to see Heracles drop into the relegation playoff. And Willem Twee, despite winning 3-0, were relegated. Yeah, it's, it's a strange day when... You always get that towards the end of the season where the relegation team seem to, to turn up in form. Um, and a day where all three at the bottom win. It's just a shame for Willem Twee that they... They barred Utrecht, but this results elsewhere went against them. And yeah, just over the course of the season, they've, they've not been good enough. They've not replaced the key players that they lost last summer. Um, and it's been a, a club that went in decline over the past past season. And this shows you that it's so tight between the bottom three and you know all the way up to yeah. probably yeah. eighth. That you know going into the past couple of weeks, it could have been any of what five five or six clubs that got dragged into it, and then. Yeah, you're seeing two sort of established Eredivisie clubs with Pexvola and, and Willem Twee going down, which is a surprise to me. What I wouldn't have said probably either of those before the, the start of the season. You wouldn't have said that Camber or Ahead Eagles and NAC would have so comfortably stayed up as well. And for Heracles, such a steady mid-table Eredivisie side over the past few years to get dragged into a relegation playoff is, is a bit of a shock. You know, their manager got so much praise for what he's done the past couple of seasons and you know, he's, he's leaving to take over at Groningen after this season and you know he could be leaving having gotten Heracles relegated it's, it's pretty crazy but maybe that's something that doesn't help these clubs the fact that they announced so far before the end of the season that their managers are leaving and then maybe they switch off some of their players because we've known for months that the likes of Kies van Vondren's leaving got the Eagles to take over at Heronbein we know that the Groningen manager's leaving we know that Heracles' managers leaving, and some of these clubs have absolutely nosedived, especially, you know, like Groningen, and it probably doesn't help these clubs that they announce these things so far apart, but yeah, for me, it is, it is a shock to see Valentine go down, but they haven't been good enough this season, so they can't really say it's not been deserved, and yeah, it's going to be tight to see if, if Heracles can stay up, because there's some good sides in that relegation playoff, like Excelsior and Adder Den Haag, so their safety isn't guaranteed, especially without Someone like Kai Serious is still injured up front and they lost, obviously, Rive Wood, their most important player earlier in the season. Um, so, yeah, they were in big, big trouble. So, three 
pretty big established Eredivisie clubs all going down would be be a shock to this season. You were right there pointing out all the managers leaving early in, in this season. And I think it has impacted some of those mid-table clubs. Koningen in particular the, and the Danny Baus have lost the last seven games of the season. Such an established Eredivisie club that nearly got dragged into that relegation battle themselves for much of this season. Had a revival. Danny Baus said he was moving on and then they, they lost all those games. I think the quality level overall in the mid-table and lower Eredivisie table areas has declined this season. But lots of those relegation-threatened teams, they weren't quite as bad as I think we portrayed some of them at the beginning of the season. They did pull out some big wins for them to be beating Utrecht 3-0 today. That was a bit of a shock. But they, they, they fought to the end, and Fortuna also won, fighting for those results. Sparta Rotterdam as well. I think what actually... Um, you said about relegate, relegation teams with managers and the mid-table teams having the managers sort of known them moving on too quickly. Fulham Tway maybe changed their manager a little bit too late because it was Kevin Hoffman that came in. And actually, in the end, they took, I think it was 10 points in their final four home games and it wasn't enough. And they still went down. Uh, another one as well was Sparta Rotterdam. Hank Fraser, I suppose it wasn't really a sacking for him. He just decided to leave because they sat as assistant manager and he said, well, I don't want to stick around then if if he's if he's going. Um, so Fraser sort of left and it, it worked in their favour because Maurice Stein came in and, and kept them up. They won some points really late on in the season. I think uh, it was it was a shock to see some um, established Eredivisie teams go down, but it's not exactly a bad thing for the league in a way. It shakes at some of the teams that think that they're safe that they can just get by on a shoestring budget in mid-table, that actually that, that won't work and it, you will get relegated if, if you don't have enough because the new sides that come up are, are lively. They have players that want to play well at the top level that haven't played there before. So they're going to give an extra, extra little bit, aren't they? And that's happened this season with NEC, Cumber, go-aheads, plus the fact they're actually coached by some decent managers as well. Yeah, looking ahead to next season, I hope that we see a couple of teams either spend a little bit of money or take a chance of some young players abroad. Um, and and that, that hopefully pulls them up the table a bit more and gives them a financial asset in the future. I'm thinking already of Heronvain. We've got Amin Saar, who arrived for a big fee already in January. But if he now hits the round running next season, he will go for millions and make that club some money that they'll need to reinvest back into the club. It was a dramatic final day, though, and, and really, really, really enjoyable. The Eredivisie never fails to, to entertain us. Um, and, and I think I think it's anyone's guess, really, who gets relegated at the relegation playoffs, but also the European playoffs. For a while, I would have said I was at Altmar, but they've been so poor re recently that maybe it won't be them. Utrecht and Vitesse have been OK, kind of mediocre, um, but out on their day could could beat anyone in those playoffs. Yeah, but I just don't think it'd be Heron Vane, to be fair. I think they were quality below the rest of those teams in the European playoffs. Mike, see, tell me more though what you thought about Ajax this season. They're crowned Eredivisie, Eredivisie champions. We need to take a hat off to them. There was no drama on the final day. We did it in midweek against Herod and Vane, the 5 0 win. What has happened to them since February? I, I really want to get to the bottom of it because I, I've written a fair bit about it how it might have been Mark Overmars. The defence suddenly went awry. Eric Ten Hag being rumoured to go to Manchester United. Did that have an impact? A Champions League exit? Was it just everything all together? They did manage to win the Eredivisie title in the end, but they lost the Dutch Cup and they got knocked out of Europe far too early. Yeah, I think that when you look at what could have been for the season, it's not exactly been a great campaign for 
Ajax and they, they really made it difficult on themselves because they really should have won the league at Canter and they didn't. And if I was a PSV fan, I'd be saying, you know, we only finished a couple of points behind them. Look at that decision that happened against Feyenoord. That was the key one. I do agree there. with you there, but I actually rest a few players today. Could that have made a difference? But I do agree that penalty against Final was not a penalty. I did rest a few today, but I mean, Kenneth Taylor would have started. It would have been maybe Mizrawi over mm. um, Wrench. Probably Regier wouldn't have played. Could have had a couple, but it would have been a couple out anyway. So like Anthony, Martinez, they would all have been out. So that could have had an effect. And, you know, the tests always play, you know, always give Ajax a, a tough test. So if there was something relying on that game, and maybe it would have went the way it did. Um, and it could have been, could have been anything. But I think we were robbed of a very, very exciting last day by that, yeah. by that decision by VAR. Um, which was was a horrific decision, but you know you got to to say Ajax over the season deserved it. Um, I think that they have been the strongest side in their division this season. But there's just some things that were you expected them to win games, they didn't, and they seemed to just take the ball off after the ball in a few games. You know they lost against some teams that really should not have been losing to, and yeah, their European performances wasn't good enough. Um, that was a big disappointment going out when they. And he did. And I think Eric tonight needs to look back on that. And he's obviously leaving to Manchester, but the new coach, Alfred Schroeder, there is some things that he's got to, to overhaul this summer. Um, defensively, they haven't been sound enough. In midfield, sometimes be a bit lax. And then up front, yes, yeah, Sebastian Haller is Vench's top goal scorer, but is he the one that they want to take forward or is he the one that they're going to try and, try and sell this summer? Because right now, yeah. they can get a huge fee for him if they sell him. Whereas if he has a poor season next year, that's not going to happen again. So sell him while the iron's hot, really, and then bring back Brian Brobby, bring back a couple of Bergvine um, to the Netherlands, get a player that they want to Do you think going to be the player to, to manage to do that, though, to do all these changes? I mean, I think he's... The jury's out because he's failed as a head coach at Hoffenheim, I think he was that. He's been assistant at Barcelona, he's been assistant at Ajax. He's went to Club Rouge. He's done really well there. He's won the title then. And when we were quite far behind St. Gallen, but I know it goes to playoffs and then he ended up winning it for that. So I think he's done a great job there. But the jury's out on him. You know, it's, it's going to be difficult to replace somebody like Ten Hag, who has done such a great job since he's been Ajax coach. But I think that just winning the title this year kind of eases the pressure on Schroeder a bit. If Ten Hag had gone out, having got Ajax to the quarterfinals, semifinals of the Champions League again, winning the cup, the, cup, the, the league. There would have been, should have come on and with a, a much harder job on his hands, whereas yeah. I think there's just a bit of disappointment around the season around Ajax. And yes, they need a technical manager. The squad's going to get overhauled this summer. Then Schroeder needs to kick on from there. So he's got, yes, a big job on his hands, but I think if Ajax back him and give him the players that he wants and, and needs then they will start next season as favourites again. And, you know, surely they're not going to drop the points that they did this season against clubs such as, you know, the go-ahead Eagles were taking points off them, mm. like the Canberra's and stuff like that. So it's hard to pinpoint what happened to Ajax because they, they seem to, it's an Ajax fact I've talked about years ago, is that they seem to just take their eye off the ball 
against teams that they should win against. But I want to see, I think it's a big summer for them because I want to see what they're going to do with the money that they have, who's going to leave, who's going to stay, because I think there's going to be four, five, six players that do go. Then it's just going to be who comes in. Do they get Bergvine? Do they get Robbie back? Do they sign the midfielders that they need to replace the likes of Ravenberg? Does Alvarez leave? Does Martinez leave? Does Tagafico go? What do you do about when does he stay as a, a starter? Does Timber go? Because there's enough interest in him. What do you do about the goalkeeper situation? Because there's so many question marks around the squad at the moment. It's a huge summer ahead for them. But, you know, Ten Hag leaves having won the league title. It's a, it's a passable season, not a great one for me. Um, you always dine on the fact that he took Ajax to the, the semi-finals of the Champions League. But if Ajax are going to do that again, then you really, really need to, to improve the squad. And it's going to be hard to do that after lose as many players as they could this yeah. summer with clubs looking at Gravenberg. Anthony is another one I've not mentioned. Apparently he's wanted by about five or six clubs this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, how would Ajax replace all them without somebody like Mark Overmars there? It was Hamstra and Huntler there. But are they going to do the deals that, that Overmars did? It's just, it's intriguing to see. I think if I was an Ajax yeah. fan, I'd be yeah. excited and a bit nervous about the summer ahead. But also not worried because they've been so good in the past few years. I've enjoyed that. There can't be this expectation that it'll always be the same, that they'll always reach the semi-finals of the Champions League and such. So they should be excited that and that they can achieve some of those things again, that they can continue to try and win the league. Um, but also to bring through some younger players as well. They want to see one or two really make that first team again, like this season, like in previous years where we had De Ligt and De Jong. Um, but... Can can Schroeder do it? He's got so many things to think about, so many things to do, and they've chosen him to do it. I think the comment about Hoffenheim, I saw this online actually that someone disagreed with the sentiment that he didn't do so well because I think I think he finished seventh with that team, and they said that was actually about right for what he was given, that the cards he was dealt. Um, and people were doubtful about his time at Bruges, but actually he has gone on to win the league uh, against against a surprise team that were doing so well. Bruges could turn it around and they've, they've won it. So maybe he can handle those big occasions, those big matches and dig deep because it's going to be so close as a free, free horse title race next season. And PSV are also going to go through lots of changes. The big talking point, Mike, I think, is whether Cody Hapo stays or leaves. With the World Cup coming up in six months' time, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, what does he do? I'd love to see him stay and kick on next season under somebody like Van Nistelrooy. But I can definitely see him going as well. I think that the clubs that line up from a Somebody like Arsenal, for me, wouldn't be my first choice. You know, I'd rather see him go to somebody like a Bayern Munich or somebody that's going to be fighting for, I don't know, a league title or, or Champions League. You know, there's only a few months ago that I was writing an article Manchester City, Liverpool, all these clubs wanted them. Um, and now it's Arsenal that's one that's getting mostly linked um, for Floyd Money move. Do I think he's 100% ready for the Premier League? That, that's a question mark for me. Um, I think we've commented it before. I think you've said it before yeah. in the podcast that in some of the big games that PSV have played, he hasn't really shown up. I think it was the one against Leicester. He didn't exactly put in his best performance. Um, so I think he could do with another year in the Eredivisie, maybe kick on, play a full season next year without any injuries, finish near his top goal scorer, get double figures for goals, double figures for assists, and then move on, because he'd be ready then. 
you know, establish himself as a Netherlands player. And then he could to be every club in Europe going from if he had a successful year. But I think the, the hard, is it? No, it wouldn't at all. I think he does need another year in Eredivisie to kick on. I think that leaving this summer is a risk. I think he's talented enough to do it in the Premier League. I think he's talented enough to do it in any league. But I think this summer is a risk, given the fact that the World Cup's coming up and there's such a, a number of players that Van Hal could pick for those two spots up front. If Gagpo goes somewhere, doesn't play, gets benched, then he could lose the spot easily. So it's a, it's a question mark. But I'd love to see him stay for another year at PSV, especially because I think that they really do have a chance at winning the title next year if, if Van Estroy comes in and they get a couple of players in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Hapo saying that would make the job an awful lot easier for Van Nistelrooy. We will be talking about finals in around a week's time in the run-up to the Europa Conference League final. We won't be talking too much about them today, but they did lose out to FC Twente. Just really wanted to touch upon them finishing fourth under Ronjans. For me, Ronjans has been the manager of the season in the Eredivisie. He deserves that. Um, wow, what 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 a season they've had. They've got some good players, but did they expect to finish fourth? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think he's done a, a terrific job with the squad that he has. I think it's a good squad. It's got some good young players in there with some good experience, like Van Vosvinkel up front, you know, Vlap in midfield, you know, bringing in players like Sadelek. Mm. He's had yeah. an excellent season. Then Zeruki in midfield as well has been great. I think it's all over the pitch. <laughs> The strange thing is they've actually they sold a goalkeeper to PSV Eindhoven, but they actually improved in goal. So it's like the squad that they've established for this season has been great. And I think they've pushed on, whereas somebody like Azad Alkmaar, who you thought would be that top four place, have gone backwards. So 20 have, have really improved, and I think he's done excellent to get them back to where they should be because this is a club, you know, that should be fighting for top four and should be up there challenging for the, the title like they were years ago before it all sort of fell apart. So it's good to see them back in Europe and I hope that they can strengthen this summer instead of lose players because they need that for the coefficient that they're going to go into the Conference League. We need them to be a team that's going to challenge in the group stages like the, all the teams that I have this year have. So yeah, it's it's good for their division that we have 20 back performing well and let's hope the club can push on this summer as well. I agree with you, Mike. I think it's great to see them back in Europe. Let's hope this time they don't get knocked out by another, I think it was a team from Azerbaijan or Luxembourg the last time they played in, in Europe. It was something pretty tragic. <laughs> Hoping for better days, much like this season. So um, let's talk about the Netherlands. Louis van Gaal has, has made his latest selection and there are a few weird choices. Who are they, Mike, and why on earth are they in there? I know you wrote a piece on Football Annie about one of them, but do, do tell us more. Yeah, I think the the biggest surprise, the weirdest selection is is Vincent Janssen's back for the first time since 2017. He is in the provisional squad for the Netherlands national team, given the fact that at one point I agreed that I really love Vincent Janssen. See, when he came through at AZ, I was like, this guy's great. Um, I really supported him when he was at Tottenham. I thought that he made the wrong move going somewhere where Harry Kane was. But I think he was he became a bit of a, a joke there and I thought it was unwarranted. Um and his confidence once went down and down and down. But he always did well for Netherlands. I always thought when he played for Netherlands he did well. He scored seven goals and seventeen caps. 
And then for some reason at age of 25, he decided that he wanted to go to Mexico. And for Monterey, I think he's played something like 93 times and he's only scored about 23 goals. So he's not exactly ripping it up in Mexico. This season he scored, I think, three in 28 games. Granted, two in his last two. But, you know, three goals in 20 games in the Mexican League isn't exactly numbers that would pinpoint you out to be in the Netherlands national team. It's a strange one. It's He's had an injury hit year. Um, I think even Monterey fans would be shocked to, to see him in a squad, given the fact that he's barely played for them, barely played well for them. I know he's got a couple of goals. And I think that Monterey have had a poor season, I think. I think a couple of years ago, they're winning the title. I think this year I've seen them in the table, they were about seventh. Um, I know the Mexican League works differently, um, has stages, but I don't think they've done well this season. I don't think Janssen's done well at all. To see him in the national team is is a shock. And yeah, it, it doesn't really score in goals for Ajax. Um, or even Joshua Zerksi, who's doing well for, for Anderlecht. Um, you know, why not give one of the youngsters uh, a goal instead of you know 27-year-old strikers who've been playing Mexico for the past five years and hardly doing well? But you know, you've got to say that you know, when I put it out on, on Twitter, there's a lot of people you know, shouting and screaming, saying that Wei Van Hal's lost his mind and saying it's a joke and the selections are a joke. But we're unbeaten under Wei Van Hal. So, you know, if, if we're losing every week or every international period and everyone's playing terrible and, you know, he was making strange decisions on the pitch, I'd say, yeah, it's granted that Van Hal's making strange decisions. But for everyone to be unbeaten, he's come in, being into the World Cup group that they should be winning. You know, they drew with Germany last time out. They, they beat Den- a good Denmark side in a very entertaining game. I think the, the criticism is a bit unheralded, but yeah, yeah Vincent Janssen's a, a strange one. And I wrote about it because the only reason I can think that he's done it is he basically said last week that he wants a striker and he needs a striker. Yeah. Will yeah. Vincent Janssen be named in the actual squad? Probably not. The only reason I can think that Van Hal's done it is because he likes to do things like this. He likes to make short decisions and make it up that he's some sort of like mastermind that's master <laughs> over some strange decision that nobody else would have done, um, but only he could have done it. Like when he called up Mark Flecken for the squad, he said, I've selected a goalkeeper nobody would have ever heard of um, in this room. He was playing at Freiburg in the Bundesliga, who was challenging for a Champions League spot, but he made it out that he was the first one to discover him and that he's brought him in from, from nowhere. Um, and I think he's doing this with, he did it with Gravenberg as well, saying that the only reason he was playing well at Ajax is because he dropped him at the national team and had a word with him. So he does like to have these little moments where he, he does something a bit strange. And I think that that's what he's doing with Janssen. He's saying, we need a striker. I'll call him in. I won't actually put him into the squad, but I'll let him know that he's in the radar. Maybe Janssen yeah. will push for a move back to Europe. If he then comes back to Europe, starts scoring goals, then Van Gaal can pick him in the World Cup squad and say, look, Look what I've done. I've I put it into his head that he can still be a Netherlands player. He came back to Europe, <laughs> scored a lot of goals, and now he's back in the World Cup squad. I'm a genius. <laughs> Look at me. So I think that's what is going on here. I can't see him being picked in the squad. Also because of the fact that he's already said that he won't play against Belgium because he's getting married the day afterwards in America. <laughs> so it'd be a bit strange to pick him from to then not play in the first game, to then come back after having a wedding where he's probably had a big party. Um, but yeah, so it's for me, it's a strange one when you, you could have picked Brian Brobby, 
could have picked Joshua Xerxes. You could yeah, have I think Robbie was probably the most sensible choice because he is someone for yeah. the future and he, he hasn't been like brilliant for Ajax, but you can see how he, he'd fit in and how he's got his different abilities on on, on a football pitch. Yeah, if you're I looking think- for somebody that's going to make an impact from, say, the bench where you've got Memphis and Bergwijn and then you bring on somebody like Robbie who defences just like, even when they was playing in the Champions League last year or in Europe last year, defences struggled when Brian Brobby came on for yeah. Ajax. Vincent Janssen, maybe not. So I think that he's, he's missed a trick there, but maybe, again, it's only a provisional squad. He could change it all again in two weeks' time when he makes his final decision, but it is a strange one to pick Janssen. I wouldn't have thought that he would now go and pick some different players in, in October or whenever the next friendlies are, probably September, October. And, and because of that, I, I, don't, I don't see why he didn't pick someone like Bobby because that, that would then say to me that he shut the door on him and he'd then not get into the squad ahead of the World Cup. But you wouldn't, wouldn't you want to look at someone like that and then if they score lots of goals on another loan period for Ajax next season, that he then would be in the World Cup squad. It's like... Um, I wouldn't expect him to call up Ty Starlinger, but if he gets a move to the Eredivisie and, and scores, I don't know, 15 goals in the first half of the season for RZ, then he's got to be within within a possibility of having a call-up for the Netherlands. Because Van Gaal even dropped the hint in, didn't he? Like like you said, he said he wanted a, a, another striker for the Netherlands. <laughs> Wasn't it at the... He dropped in a couple of rude things, didn't he, at, at the awards ceremony? For the Kirkcaldian division, because he said the first of all, starting is they're looking for a striker for Netherlands, which I'm sure would have pleased a lot of the other players that are trying to get a place in the team. But also, they didn't also remark about the RZ goalkeeper <laughs> and say something like, "Oh yeah, well, you should do me back to RZ." Looking at the goalkeeper that's already there at the moment. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a character. You love it. I mean, he makes his yeah. comments. It's, yeah. it's great. And to be fair, he's not—he's not wrong with what he's saying. We do need a no, striker <laughs> And they said, do you need a new goalkeeper? And that they guy did. that got a word, Nicol, I probably would do a good job for him. So, I mean, at least he says it. And at least it's truth. So, I mean, fair play to him. It's a character. He's just, he's just he's so old now. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Like, these are the last games that you can really experiment with. Yes, the Nation League is important. And um, we don't want to get relegated from the group, no. um, et cetera. But, I mean... He could have called in a couple of them just to say, right, I'm going to take a look at you. You know, I've banged a drum from the past few months, but the fact that Joey Veerman is not there baffles me. When you get some <laughs> Jordy Classies in there, if you're going to drop Ginny Wijnaldum, which he's done, which is fair, why not give somebody like Joey Veerman a go just to see what he can do? If it doesn't work out for him, then fair play, but with his stats and their division this season, what he's been doing since he went to PSV, I think he's one that you take a look at to see what he can do because I think he has something a bit different to to the Netherlands midfield that might be missing there. Um, so I'm surprised that surprised at that. But overall, the squad is basically what you think it would be. Um, obviously, minus the fact that Janssen's there and minus the fact that he actually dropped Wijnaldum. Um, and it was good to see that Rick Karsdorp got a call-up after... Months and months of people going, why is Rick Carstop not there? And he finally is there. So we can see if he if he makes the cut. But yeah, it's just a shame that we're not going to see very we're not going to see any debuts in the summer. Um and it's always nice to see like one or two names disappear and, and get a chance. So that's a shame. But 
I'm still looking forward to all the games. I think it's going to be four good games in, in June. Get to see what everyone's are doing. Hopefully they can come out on top in, in all four and, you know, be full steam ahead to the World Cup. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the games now. Belgium away, Wales away, Poland at home, Wales at home. All within the space of uh, 12 days, those four games. 12? Maybe it's on the mass run. Not very long, at the beginning of June. And I've got the team in front of me. Um, there are a few surprises, like you say. It would be good, though, to see to see Joe Vimmen come in for David Klaassen. Klaassen, maybe he's scored a few goals lately. Maybe that's why Van Hal has chosen him uh, to be in the team. Because Klaassen is a, is a more limited player. Vimmen can offer more on the ball. But I guess he likes to have a player from deep, like Coke Miners or De Jong, uh, whereas Veerman likes to play a little further up. PSV have played Veerman as, as an eight this season, and I do perhaps prefer him in a 10 or out wide because he can just impact the game a little bit more. Then with, with the defenders, it's good to see Cards up him, but I can't see Dumfries getting dropped. And if no. you've got Cards up in the squad, I hope that means Hartleberg gets dropped in, in the final squad. Yeah, there, there's some players here that we certainly need to see more of, like Burkvine or Dan Juma, Cody Hapo. They're players I think attacking-wise we need to see a bit more from in terms of their contributions to the side. Burkvine did it so well last time. Can he do it again to be more consistent? Because then we've got a second striker to play with Memphis Depay, unless Van Hal just simply doesn't see that and he sees somebody coming through between now and November. Yeah, because... I mean, you can say that Van Hal's a bit of a hypocrite for the fact that he says that players have to play to get into my squad. He drops Van Aldum on that basis, but then calls up Bergwijn, who can't get more than a couple of minutes a week for Tottenham. But because Bergwijn did so well last time out, you can't say that he's not, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. So we need to see what he can do again. Dan Juma's currently injured for very out of his paid in the past three or four games for them. So it's not if he'll be back in time, which should be a bit of a bore. But it's good to have Gakpo back because he didn't play in the last two games. And same with Timber. He didn't play. I don't know if he's going to be back in time. But it'd be good to see them to get involved more, especially Gakpo. Even though I don't think he really excels in a central role. For PSV, I know he played in it again today. He's done it for parts of this season. Um, but I'd be intrigued to see what he can do in a 3-5-2. So... Yeah, there's there's still some things that Van Hal can work with, and some of the options that are coming back for this these games that will be intriguing to see. Who's he picking goal with? With Sellerson being back in the fold as well. Yeah. Um, stick with with Fleck and a goal with him. Um. So yeah, there is. And who what does he do a left back? Because you know Malasia Vindal's been playing out of skin recently, even though AZ have been quite poor. I think Vindal's been been good. So, will he will he get a shout? Have not played in the last two games. So. There's still a lot for Van Hal to think about. What does he do with his formation that he's he's determined to play? What does he do with the midfield? Yeah, the midfield for me is poor. You know, picking class and who's tills not exactly been in great form recently, um, compared to what he was at the start of the season. You know, Atalanta have fallen off a cliff in Syria. Um so we need to hope that Coop Miners brings his top form um when he comes. And then you got, you know, Frankie De Jong who's he's got Got so much speculation around him right now. What's his head going to be like when he plays these games? So, yeah, there's question marks around that. Gravenberg isn't there again. Um, so you would have just liked to see somebody that was so settled, like Joey Veerman coming in and with a point to prove. 
because I think he, he could have excelled with that. But we're not going to see that this time. I think that it's a shame, but I think that we're going to have to wait till Cumin comes in to see Joey Veerman in there. Because um, I don't think after this period, unless there's any big shocks, as you say, at the start of next season, he'll make any drastic changes to his squad ahead of the World Cup because he's not really had that much time to, to see them. So I think that this was his chance to experiment with a few players. So it's a shame that we've not really got that many new faces in there just to take a look at. Yeah, I agree. And it'd be interesting to hear from people who are listening or watching this what they think of, of, of a squad and who they would have liked to have seen in the squad included uh, ahead of the four games, which you, it offers you another chance just to, to put players in the firing line, see whether they can give you what, what, what you need when it, in a certain formation. Van Hall maybe could have just picked a couple of different players to, to look at something a bit different. But good to see that he dropped Vijnaldum. That That's what you want to see. that Because it was the last chance for him to kind of do that, I suppose. To sort of send a message to Vijnaldum. And maybe now he'll get a move in the summer so that he, he can play more next season. Yeah, I think it'd be great if people could could comment along with what they thought of the squad from Van Hall. Also, with the Eredivisie final day, how does your club get on? Um, and give us a like if you enjoyed this this podcast. Anything to add, Mike, before before we, we leave today? And... Um, of course, we'll be talking more about final soon and uh, the upcoming games. Yeah, the only thing to, for everyone to look out for is the fact that the Under-17 European Championship starts tomorrow, which will be Monday. Um, everyone's have won it the last two times in a row. Mm. And they have another insanely talented squad this time around. So it'll be intriguing to see how they get on over there, see if they can win that tournament for the third time in a row. First ever nation to do that, if they do so. That'd be an intriguing to see if the next generation of talents coming through are, are as good as people say they are. Um, so, yeah, I'll be watching that over the next week or so, hoping for some good results. And then, yeah, it'll be intriguing to see how Feyenoord get on and then we've got international period. So even though the season's come to an end, still got plenty to look forward to with the relegation playoffs and European playoffs in there as well. So there was to, to look forward to, especially ahead of what will be a very, very busy, busy summer transfers where... So many Dutch internationals up for up for sale. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that in future podcasts as well. When if Frankie de Jong does eventually move, or you know, like some Memphis, Danjuma, where are they all going to go this summer? So yes, yeah, intriguing times ahead. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll be going to sleep over this summer. Feels like this thing just got started. <laughs> We've begun the world, run up to the World Cup now. So yeah, we won't be going anywhere. The end of the Eredivisie regular season, but that's about it. And everything else is still alive and kicking. So if you enjoyed this, do give it a like, subscribe if you're new, comment along. What did you think of the, the World Cup? Sorry, not the World Cup. It's got the latest call-ups from from Louis Van Gaal. And uh, yeah, if if you enjoyed it, do stick around. There's plenty more to come from us. But bye from us at Football Danny for now. <laughs>